0: Welcome to Inside Yorkshire with Susan, bringing you intriguing details about the lives of people here in Yorkshire. So, come on in and join us. Hello, Susan here, Inside Yorkshire. Now, it's been a strange sort of a week this last week or so. Um, We were told by the Prime Minister... A week last Monday that we were to stay home, to keep safe and work from home wherever possible and really only go out on necessary journeys. Um, it has been quite unsettling for some people and it's caused a lot of problems for others with um, the shutdown of businesses and it's a very challenging time all round. Really what I wanted this episode to be was just a uh, more a a form of um, gratitude about the things that we have in life certainly here in the dales that i'm extremely grateful for and we are in a much better situation here than a lot of people we're not in a big in a big city where we are in contact with a lot more people or have been certainly from what i've seen on the news recently even the cities and towns are looking fairly deserted now as people are taking the responsible course of action and not going out unless they, they cannot possibly avoid it. So I just thought I'd put this together, this episode, as um, seven seven of the things that I want to say thanks for. Firstly, number one, I think something that we're all very aware of are all the key workers who are keeping this country going. The National Health staff have featured prominently because, obviously, this is such a health problem, a pandemic, that um, they are at the forefront of everything and risking their lives daily. But a lot of other workers, um, not only the National Health staff, the care workers, Firemen, we have retained firemen here who are also trying to do a job as well as be available to go out and try to do this these jobs at a safe distance, social distancing from each other. Very, very difficult. I think what I've become more aware of are the people who, behind the scenes sometimes, are keeping the country running. People that we're not so aware of featuring as key workers The refuge collection, we couldn't manage without them. Postal workers, it's just such a joy to have the, to know that we can still get post, keep in touch with people that way. And um, I suppose quite a few of us are getting more parcels through the post as people are having deliveries, some food deliveries, but also people shopping online because you can't really shop anywhere else very much at the moment. The fuel suppliers keeping people warm. So we've got oil deliveries and I guess coal's not so popular these days, but we have wood and um, just the oil tankers that are around up and down here keep making sure that we have enough. And also um, petrol stations, I guess they feature as um, as being very important, although I know I'm using very little fuel at the moment because in this last week i've only been out today was my first first time to drive anywhere in over a week the farmers who are um, working around here in the yorkshire dales i live next door to a farm and in fact life goes on as usual for some of the farming community because um, now is the busiest, one of the busiest times of year. We have all the sheep and uh, lots of lambs here who've arrived. And as far as they're concerned, it's, um, nothing has changed. When I spoke to my neighbour, he said that um, it's really a very busy time of year. And as always, he wouldn't really be stepping foot much out of the village or out of the surrounding fields looking after his sheep so nothing much has changed as far as that's concerned further down the line it's going to be a problem and an issue for the um the animal sales and getting together in groups of people in order to actually keep everything moving another group of people are the the retail workers the people who are working in our our shops and have been struggling in some cases to work safely, although now I did see today a huge change. Um, Social distancing set up, I went over to Leyburn, which is my nearest place to go shopping, and um, they've set up um, barriers to keep the staff safe um, in, in order to keep, I suppose, well, to keep a social distance from customers who are still having to go in and shop for food um, tape on the on the floors to indicate how far is an acceptable distance to stand from people i know um, Campbell's in labor and i went there today and um, they're they're really restricting the numbers of people that they're allowing in i think i was told just 10 at any one time but that also includes the staff so they're working with a skeleton staff stocking the shelves because they, you know, the more stuff they have inside, the fewer people shoppers they can actually allow in in order to keep it safe. Very well organized and people queuing, not many. I guess a lot of the panic buying because that all happened earlier on in, in the scheme of things. The panic buying certainly was not in evidence today when I was out. Um, you can't get everything that you want. Flour seems to be in short supply. but um, And toilet rolls, there were no toilet rolls there. But I do know that um, they are available in, in other places, in other shops and stores. The list just goes on. And that's just number one of my seven. But the list just goes on and I've no doubt missed some people out. But um, it's uh, it's just amazing how things can change in such a short period of time. Now, number two things to be grateful for, for me, um, is my health. It's something that's high on the list for a lot of people. We're all keeping, keeping track of how we're all feeling. I have a thermometer. I take my temperature if I have a headache. I have paracetamol if need be. And so far, I touch wood. I am fit and healthy, not suffering any symptoms. I'm, I know that people are. Um, having problems, but we're all much more self-aware, and any little tickle or or cough is immediately um, looked upon as oh my goodness, you know what's going on here? Is is will this lead to something else? But we're all keeping good personal hygiene, lots of hand washing, and um, trying to stay active at a time, and do and eat healthily, and do all of the things to keep our immune system as healthy as possible so that if we do if we come down with this and there's no way of knowing whether or not you're going to come into contact with it some way or another even if you're being extremely careful so the best thing is to be as prepared and to be able to self isolate if you need be now number three on my list of um of things to be grateful for uh my is is really my local community i live in a village here and my goodness how much everyone's rallied around if anyone was was um ill as far as i know so far in the immediate surroundings here we don't have anyone with um, the symptoms but we do have an aging population and many people in the in the dales in villages who are self-isolating due to health issues and wanting to stay safe and consequently they're not going out to shop so we have a really good system set up here now it hasn't taken long and locals are keeping track of people who they know need help um, we've set up groups certainly in, in my village we've set up a WhatsApp group so that if anyone needs anything when one person goes out shopping there's a, a note goes around and a message goes around and telephone calls does anyone else need anything so that's just then one person who's going and getting all the bits and pieces and then bringing them back which avoids us all going off in at different times and exposing ourselves to the possibility of picking up an infection while we're out we're, we're um we're certainly taking care to social distance and make sure that even when we're dropping things off to people we're not getting close people will re- someone will ring the doorbell and you know, I personally am not opening unless I know who it is and can see that they are at a distance, and um, the shopping is is dropped onto the on the doorstep, and then we're paying as much as possible online. Some people are not that au fait, and consequently, we're clubbing together and doing that for for each other. I think people really are going off the idea of handling money because of the issues that may be, things that may be transmitted, I guess, from handling cash. Um, Something I hadn't really thought about too much, but I did call into one of the local shops in in, um, the next village in Reith on my way through today and uh, on my way back from my main shop. And the baker there was not accepting, um, was not keen to be actually handling money um, anyone paying cash, you have to put it to one side. He's not actually—he's—he's um, he's taking card payments as much as possible, and that I noticed when I was shopping over in leyburn That was the situation there, which is—is is absolutely fine. It's—it's it's an, an easier way of doing it. One person did say that um, when I was paying. Well, you know, maybe we're going to turn into a cashless society after all of this. But I don't—I—I I know that some people would find that extremely challenging. But really, um, it, it's, not so, it's not such a hard thing to do. And locally here, once you've done some shopping for someone, we're just giving each other our bank account details and paying. And it does make life a lot easier. It means you don't have to go out to actually get cash either. Although I seem to be accruing quite a bit from some of the shopping I've done for the people who are not internet banking. So that was number three, which is actually friends and family. Friends and family in the local, some in the local community. And also family members who you are, well, it's really good to be able to keep in touch with people. I think I've spoken to more people this last week over the telephone than I have done for quite some time. People are picking up the phone and ringing. The um, the internet, it makes some of this a lot more manageable as well because we can do... I'm skipping ahead to one of the next ones. Anyway, that was friends and family and people who care about you, as well as number four, which was the local community. I'm getting mixed up with my numbers now. The next one, number five, is technology. See, I'm not used to doing these this numbering system, I'm better off just to talk, I think. But anyway, I wrote down some notes to make to keep me on track so that I didn't lose what I was wanting to say. Technology has proven over this last it's some well, over this last week or so to be such a vital part of us keeping in touch. We can just pick up the telephone and have an ordinary telephone conversation, but for me, being, I'm not socially isolated because health-wise I don't have to isolate myself, but I'm being responsible and staying home. I live on my own, so I'm not visiting friends and I'm not seeing people in the usual way. I'm not able to go up and, um, and visit my grandchildren. I haven't seen them for a few weeks now. And you do miss, you miss that. You miss the Social contact and the connection of actually seeing people. So, yesterday, well, I've I've done this a couple of times now. I had a, a video call. At one time, I'd have said that I wouldn't be very keen on on doing this, but it's something I've become more used to because one of my sons lives out in Australia, and it's the only thing that keeps me sane not being able to visit him and see him regularly. Um, is the fact that we can do long-distance video calls. And when he says he's fine, I can actually look at him and say, are you really? <laughs> because uh, they can hoodwink you, some of these um youngsters, and say, abs- well, not only the youngsters, say they're absolutely fine. For me, I like to be able to see a person's face so that I can see, are you really fine? Anyway, um I I keep in touch with my son and um, my son out there, but also um, the family up, who live up near Newcastle, my eldest son, who I think I've spoken to more in this last week on um, Zoom calls and seeing him face to face. He's been helping me set up for remote interviews because, as I think I said in my last episode, It's not easy now to get out to, well, it's not easy. It's not advisable. We're advised not to get out and connect with people face to face. So in order to keep the podcast going and in order to keep me sane, I guess, because I do like, I do like the connection that this gives me, um, we're going to be doing Zoom calls and remote interviews that way. Last week, can't remember whether I, whether I actually mentioned this one but last week we had um, I'm, a, I'm a member of the Dale's businesswoman's group and we had a zoom call and there were 12 of us on there who um, normally would meet up have a networking meeting and in fact we, We had a Zoom call and it was really, really good. And that's something that we're going to be doing regularly. So networking becomes a little easier in that situation. You don't have to travel to the meeting. You can actually do it from your own home, which will help us all keep in touch with each other. These difficult times, it's really good to have that connection so that um, we can mutually support one another and keep going. So that was the, the technology side of things. Um, my grandchildren, in order to see my grandchildren, um, in fact, my youngest granddaughter read me a story yesterday and it was, um, some of these books are really funny, but this one was, um, The Dinosaur Who Pooped a Planet, which sounded very strange. I know it certainly, I have, I have twin grandchildren and, um, the youngest ones are, are, um, twins. And no doubt it appeals, it appealed, anything to do with toilet humour appeals to little boys, little girls as well, but little boys particularly. So, um, it certainly is, I don't know where the book came from, but anyway, River, my granddaughter, read the whole story to me and there's some quite long words in there as well. And, uh, (laughs) It was a. It's a good book, and it's a, re, a slight role reversal. I wasn't reading to her; she read to me. So that was really good and really nice. So I had a a good conversation with um, four out of my five grandchildren, and really, it just was really good because it's helped keep me connected, and it really, really nice to see them at a time when we've none of us any idea when we're going to get back together again. And I must admit, I can't wait to be able to give them all a hug. So that's the technology managing to keep us all in touch. And it really is um, a lifesaver at present. Our number six, we've got to number six now, is uh, something else to be grateful for, I find here, is nature. I go out regularly each day and feed the wild birds and they are very much part of um, the enjoyment that i can get just looking looking out of my window i don't even obviously if i go out into the garden i scare them away anyway but um that really is uh, is wonderful for me to see the the difference in nature in the animals i have a rabbit in the garden here driving me absolutely mad at the moment because uh, the plants are all starting to um to grow and it's doing its darndest to keep everything down. <laughs> but um, I have a lot. I have pheasants who roost in the tree at the bottom of the garden, and sometimes I can have ten or even a dozen up there. They sleep there overnight and they wait. The cock pheasant, if I am not out early enough, actually putting the bird feed out, will come and knock and peck on my patio door. To remind me keeps me accountable to remind me that this is my job. I need to provide food for them as well, so also in the um in the surrounding area, now, as I was saying earlier with the farm the farming here, the lambs they are just adorable, and they get so lively um on an late as it's getting dusk, they will start racing around and jumping and running around in the fields so. That as well, I find is lovely to see and it really cheers me up. And now, last but not least, number seven. If you've managed to uh, stick with me all the way through uh, my list of things that I'm grateful for, number seven that I'm grateful for is time. Having the time now to actually reassess in life just what is most important to me and to use it, hopefully use it wisely. So I'd just like to read a poem to you. I don't know that I can do it justice, but I think it's a really good one. It's by William Henry Davies, and it's called Leisure. What is this life, if full of care, we have no time to stand and stare? No time to stand beneath the boughs and stare as long as sheep or cows. No time to see... When woods we pass where squirrels hide their nuts in grass no time to see in broad daylight streams full of stars like skies at night no time to turn at beauty's glance and watch her feet how they can dance no time to wait till her mouth can enrich that smile her eyes began a poor life this is if full of care we have no time to stand and stare So I hope that some of you listeners are taking time out and using it to reflect and have the opportunity like I do, as I say, very fortunate here where I live, to actually appreciate what we have around us, what and who we have around us. And um, we'll all come out the other side of this eventually. So this is Susan signing out from Inside Yorkshire and we'll be here again next week. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.